So spooky. That's right. Yo, Movie Mayhem, we have to celebrate the, uh, not horror, but Halloween genre. The, yeah, the, the, it's more about the essence of it, the atmosphere of yes. the season, not the, not the scares. It's all about the, the feeling scared. Right, right. And like the, the Halloween for a spooky season, we're not trying necessarily to scare the crap out of ourselves, but we like the, the big motifs. Yeah. The Frankensteins, the mummies, the vampires. The big houses with the creaky windows and the, the lightning black backlighting of some trees. Yeah, the serial killers, you That's know? Right. The people wearing masks stabbing people. The unwritten rules of how ghosts work. <laughs> the, that change in every movie. At any time you need it to. <laughs> it's cool how uh, over time cinema has turned the horror genre genre John. into the I guess the Halloween genre that is not is no longer limited to just horror. Movies right. about these scary things mm-hmm. can be comedy, can be romance, can be right. drama, you know? I feel like there's been less of a like the horror comedies have been few and far between now. That's probably like, a good thing. And then it's it's been more like like kind of like na- uh like natural settings instead of like these big sets that are like kind of like dedicated for this one purpose to right. like to accrue a feeling of like unease and discomfort. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at a movie we did, I think one of the last spooky seasons, like The Conjuring. I was just in a regular house yeah. with some regular ass people. Bum ass house. Yeah. Bum ass people. <laughs> just, and they get and they getting spooked by some crazy ass ghosts. But like this movie that we did, it's like obviously it's built on a set. Yeah. There's there's a lot of like they they may have robbed Tim Burton's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they they really kind of just it it's like uh dedicated and more in tune to like being scary itself. Right. Yeah, yeah the, I mean the we have a director here who mm. is known for great things. Right. And you mentioned the the Tim Burton inspiration here. Uh Tim Burton who is sort of created his own brand of like spooky uh, right. uh aesthetics you know like gothic and grotesque sort of imagery yeah uh through halloweeny classics like beetlejuice mm-hmm. which is lots of scary scary things oh, that yeah. would be scary but not presented as scary so right. it, but it's still halloweeny right it's strange and unusual to quote yeah to quote beetlejuice and so we have uh when we take somebody who is known for large sweeping epics now we, they are now they are now they are. Yeah. But before that... Before that, they were known for this, I this guess. This shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we take... You know, coming right off the heels of Lord of, of the Lord of the Rings franchise. Right. We're doing a, a nice step-down program. Like, you're doing hard drugs, and then you just get eased off yeah, of it. Yeah, you cool off. You cool you're down. You cool down. At, when, you, when you go on the treadmill, you say you're going to run 10, uh, 10 minutes, but you only run 8. Right. You still get a 2-minute cool down. That's right. And that's what this is. And uh, our 10-minute cool down... We saw we saw the amazing work that Peter Jackson did right. with the Lord of the Rings, and we thought, you know what, we've got to see what else he's got pack- he's that's packing. Right. We got to see like what he did, almost like 
I guess just four years before Lord of the Rings came it's out. It's crazy. What earned him the role of, of director of the Lord of the Rings franchise? What, I, what made he, them think that Tolkien's expansive universe that people have dedicated their lives to studying should go to the hands of Peter Jackson? Well, I'll tell you the movie that did it. Oh. The movie that did it is 1996's starring Michael J. Fox's <laughs> sure. The Frighteners. <laughs> Yes, we just uh, we actually just watched it. Uh, it's on HBO Max if anybody wants to check it out. HBO so, Max been coming through with with, I, with the hits. I mean, holy shit! This is the movie directly before. Yeah, like he took five like it took five years, but he like wow. But yeah, uh, Peter Jackson directed the Frighteners after like I guess years in Australia, New Zealand, and he's just kind of coming about with a low budget horror. I know he did. Let's see. Dead Alive, Brain Dead, like I think Dead Alive is Brain Dead, and then Heavenly Creatures, which is, I think is a little weirder. <laughs> but yeah, like he he like going up to it, you're like, how does one get to do the other? Right. How but, do you get from this movie right to Lord of the Rings? But I think you could do the same thing with like if you look at Sam Raimi, like what did he do to get Spider Man? Well, it's true, but at the same time, Spider Man was a big risk when right. it came out. You know, it had a lot of marketing behind it, mm-hmm. but there was no track record of successful superhero films and for Spider-Man to be the one who's just like, oh, this is the guy who we're going to put on top of this genre that's on top of the world. It's not, wasn't like that back in 2000. Maybe it wasn't like that for The Lord of the Rings, too. Maybe The Lord of the Rings was a big risk. I think yeah, probably. I mean, they, they put a lot of money into it, and it is, you know, that turn of the century, you know, we didn't have... Okay, this is this going to be a cinematic universe. This is obviously going to be a franchise, right? Kind of, but this is—I think it was just more of like, okay, we're going to do three movies, and whatever happens, happens, baby. Like, let's yeah. just roll the dice. Yeah, yeah, they really did roll the dice, um, and they rolled the dice on Peter Jackson. Yeah, and it turned out very, very well. I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. It, the Frighteners is fun as hell. Right. It had like this weird, like I don't know, like because it's also brought to you by Robert Zemeckis, and like they have. Yeah. Kind of they Zemeckis has this this one vibe. It's like it feels like there's soft corners on things. Soft corners. Like if you look at a Tim Burton set design, you're like, oh, there's some like fucking oh, sharp. Sh- oh yes. But when yes. you see like something in a Zemeckis film, it's like smoother. it's like it's not smoother, but it's like I could bounce off that. <laughs> like I could be dropped on a cl- couple of floors and be all right. Oh, but like gotcha. like you look at it and you're like, oh, that's not like offset is kind of more like symmetrical mm. like symmetrical symmetrical <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the frighteners uh for me what stand what how this movie makes you feel is there are several moments in this movie where i had to like stop and think like wait am i really watching this happen <laughs> right like this i is... felt so bad because you kept on asking me questions like i'm not gonna answer it <laughs> like... it was all because of one misconception i had right <laughs> yeah i would have totally been on board with that i probably would have would have figured it out a lot sooner right. if I didn't mistake that two people's relationship. Right, if they were and a we'll little get bit more that. clearer. Yeah, yeah we'll, and we'll get into that. I don't know if that was a level of clarity because that was also the time where I was you know, getting a call. So, right. um, yeah, maybe yeah, I just you kind of just, you may have just missed something. I may have just missed something. Yeah. That's on me. But I mean, hardly consequential, right? Because this movie is not a, is is uh, you know, it's about it's about the set, not really set pieces. It's about the situations that they end up in, not how yeah. they got there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie stars uh, Michael J. Fox. It Ooh. stars uh, not that many other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it stars people related to people. Right. Right? Well, stars is a, is a uh, 
Let it's a see. bit of a stretch. Oh yeah. It's so okay. Uh, the main the main lady, uh, Doctor uh, Lucy, is by Trini Alvarado. Trini Alvarado. Then Jeffrey Combs plays Special Agent Milton Dammers. He was a hoot. Yeah. Jake Busey as uh, Johnny Bartlett. Is there a relation to Gary? He's Gary Busey's son. Wow. Yeah. He's. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people related to a lot of people yeah. in this movie. Uh, Chai McBride played Cyrus. He's the big black guy. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, the uh, a, a familial reference is uh, John Aston, hmm. also known as Gomez Adams, uh, plays... I think he was also the evil scientist in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's he's kind of had a... He, he kind of has a vibe. Like, John Aston is always great to see out there. <laughs> Uh, but his son is played by uh, was played by the MVP in yep. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's Sean Astin. His son, Sean Astin. So Same and his son Andy. and his son, Sean Astin, also in The Goonies, right? And also in the uh, the, the oh Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Uh, very Halloweeny uh, show as well. Yep. So this movie is is so uh, roughly stated. This movie is about a con man mm. who can see ghosts. Right. And uses his ghost friends to trick people into be- believing in conning people into exorcisms. Yeah, right. And uh, when he starts to notice people are actually dying by something that only he can see, mm-hmm. uh, he's thrown into this. Uh, he's thrown so, into the center of the, of a big murder mystery. What I like about it is that it seems like there's a sweeping pandemic going through this town, and they don't know what's killing off these people that seem to be in the prime of their lives. Yo. <laughs> The one. parallels are un, uncanny. There's police brutality. There's police re- there's there's excessive, racism. Uh, there's excessive force. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole lot of things. There's a whole lot of social issues being thrown around. Toxic as, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah, of toxic lot of, masculinity. That's right. There's a lot of a lot a lot a lot of uh. Peter Jackson always had his thumb on the pulse. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's uh. Listen, yeah, let, let, it's such a wild movie. It's like, such a ridiculous movie. And I think it, what's crazy is that we haven't had a movie like this in a long time. Like we, before we did uh, Lord of the Rings, we were kind we kind of stay. We were kind of doing like what, it's like Spider Man Two, uh, The Lighthouse, a couple other like yeah. like more serious we did stuff. Knives Out. We did yeah. Jaws. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. We, we did some like serious stuff. Like we haven't had like a goofy fun movie. This was definitely a, a goofy while. fun movie. And tonally, this movie is all over the place. Right. Like sometimes, most of the time, it's a comedy, but the subject matter of this comedy is pretty dark. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh kinda... no! Yeah, it's extremely dark. Like it's. Yeah. You know the fact that he's like, if you think about it, like Michael J. Fox is preying on people who just lost loved ones. Right. And he's trying to milk them for money. Yeah, and there's a straight-up serial killer right. going around and carving numbers into people's foreheads. And you you get, like, it, it's set in this, like, weird kind of, like, goosebumpy town. Yeah, small like, town. Small town, yeah. yeah. Or I think I even said to you, like, it, like it, the whole, like, there's a funeral like, kind of in the beginning of it. And you drive through, it's like, it kind of feels like the Beetlejuice town. Yeah. Where everything is just, like... Yeah, it does feel like it's it's kind of like I quote unquote idyllic town Small that has town, yeah. that has some dark shit going on. You know, I feel like at this point movies put so many so much of the stuff happens in movies in small towns where you wouldn't expect anything to happen. Right. That now we expect these things to happen in small towns. So we're going up to the small town. No, we're not. 
Right. We're going to the big city. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe this is happening in a small town like ours. Right. But. Well, that was one of the, the speaking of that, like for the horror genre, like uh, Tobe Hooper, who directed the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. It's like, what's great is in, in the beginning, like I think when that came out, a lot of horror took place in like cities and like close to where people live. Like this is the first, like where you don't think people are. Mm. It's like you're isolated. Like, you realize like, oh, now you're isolated and all this shit. And then you're like, oh, well, now it's a small town where everyone kind of knows each other, has like each other's backs and whatnot. And then you're like, oh, there's some dark fucking shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Cause I guess there's a lot of security and say, uh, at least back in the day, right. there's a lot of safety and security and knowing who your neighbors were. Mm-hmm. You know, like the thing with the city is that there's a bunch of strangers. So like somebody, some random ass dude could just punch Rick Moranis. Right. You know? But in a small town, if somebody so, were to do something... Everybody would know. Everyone would know, right? But, I don't know, is this a movie thing or is this a small town thing where they always have the dark secret? Right. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I feel like anytime you get more than 25 white people in a room, there's always a dark secret. <laughs> some dark shit's going to happen. some dark shit that, I mean, <laughs> one, one of them's going to do some dark shit and the other 24 are going to try to keep it a secret. That's right. And then they're going to talk shit about him behind Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, remember when the Craig did you know what to, you know who? You know, I never said anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. But she, but I'll tell you they found out. That's right. No, but um, I think, I see, I don't know if that really happens or if these are tales that are concocted by, like, kids that live in these small towns with nothing going on. Like urban, like urban legends. Urban legends. Yeah. But not urban. Suburban legends. Suburban legends, you know? It's like, like oh. One Halloween I heard they give out full-size candy bars. Right. <laughs> What? <laughs> Lunacy. But like you know, it's like oh, like uh, that. There's this old lady that doesn't come out of her house. You know, like why? Why would that be? Well, she probably retired, and you know, her right. husband died. It's she hard just, to move around. Yeah, you know, her hip doesn't work the same way. You know, she's but she's a witch. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's. It's, it's always old lady. They even said in it's like old lady. What? What's yeah. her name? Like, or it's probably some asshole kid. Right. She's probably a normal woman. But some asshole kid probably, like, jumped on her lawn and stuff or, like, threw something through her, 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 window. her window. She fucking yelled at them. She's like, oh, she's a, she's a hag. Right. She is a, a mystical creature. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that's how a lot of that stuff starts. But movies take that and they make it seem like anytime there is some kind of legend along those lines, it's real. Right. You know? Uh, just a little, just a little something about the Halloween uh, genre. No, yeah, it's like uh, it's very Scooby Dooish. Like, you know, yeah. oh, there's a house there on the corner. Well, that's the thing yeah. because this movie does have a pretty. That's uh, a good coherent twist. mystery. Did it get you? Twist. Did the mystery get you? I mean, I've seen it before, so I'm, the I'm, mis- I was fo- I was I was invested in the mystery. Right. I feel like once I knew people like people's relationships, mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, then it has to be that. Right. You know, uh, but. Yeah, I, I. We could go. We could, we don't have to like do spoilers or nothing because this is an old movie. It's nineteen fourteen years old. No more twenty four. Yeah, holy it came shit. out in ninety six. Holy <laughs> shit, time has flown. I can't believe the nineties were twenty years ago. Yeah, almost thirty years ago, Matt. Oh, <laughs> yikes! That means hey, I'm almost thirty years ago too. That means I'm almost forty. Yeah. Whoa. And technically, I, I'm, uh, when this comes out, it will be the eleventh. Yeah, but you won't be 40. I'll be 35. Yeah, that's close. It will be my birthday, technically. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pretty sick. Uh, but yeah, dude. So, so, it's wild to think about. Like, Also, like this movie had a lot of cool practical stuff that was then like mirrored with, 
a lot of bad 90s CGI. And I even think for the time, I was like, this is not good. There's a lot of it that was just like, clearly they're just trying to take advantage of what they think is cutting edge technology. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, they're breaking their own rules about like what ghosts can actually do and how they can get by. Hurt, yeah. Yeah. Just to show off their very limited CGI. <laughs> their Casper the Friendly Ghost level CGI. Yeah. You know? Like, they have uh, one of Michael J. Fox's friends, ghost friends. Right, he's this nerdy dude. Yeah. He's got big old glasses, got his old Jughead leather, Letterman jacket. He's constantly getting his head blown off, getting gutted to pieces, getting blended by a car that has... Uh, freaking propeller in it well no it's a the, mo- the, was the motor the, fins the ex- yeah oh yeah i thought it was closer to the back okay. oh it's an older car so those are more like that's the thing i know i just thought i just thought it was like placed bad like we, oh well, like, i think nowadays those are placed further back that's what i'm saying it yeah, seemed yeah. like it was in the back of the but car they, they didn't it, no he didn't like, go to the back he went to the front but did he come out the exhaust yeah well i don't know all right well Whatever. <laughs> he got he got freaking blended he's a ghost yeah <laughs> And he, and he survived all that because he's a ghost. Right. But then he gets chopped once by this ghost killer. Right. And now he's dead. Yeah, it's such a, like, it, they they never really set any ground rules for ghosts. And I think other movies that do play with go, the ideas of ghosts helping out or ghosts being around, it's like, oh, they can't touch, you know, they, they do the consecrated ground. Like, okay, if you go on a consecrated ground, ghosts go back up. You're out of here. Yeah, you're out of here. Or, like, or, like, a ghost, like... If they uh, walk across salt, they get burnt or some shit like that. They never, like, kind of do that. It's more yeah. of us, like, uh, we got a killer, eh? Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that's all there really yeah. is to it. Uh, then at the same time, like, sometimes the ghosts can choose what they want to interact with. Right. Like, you know, they can pick up a table to scare somebody or move things in the air. But other times they're, like, falling through walls accidentally. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it's just... Some of it is for comedy, which maybe, I would say maybe for a younger audience, but this movie's rated R. Right. So. Do you think that maybe Peter Jackson's strong suit is not comedy? Like, that wasn't where, like, that was maybe kind of the, the comedy wasn't the best part of this movie. Did, did Peter Jackson come up with the gags, though? Well, he, I mean, he's directed it. Yeah. And he wrote some of it. Yeah, so probably... I would say, I don't know, some things I thought were funny. Okay. Like, Dammers, I thought was a very funny character. He did a lot of funny things. Yeah. Like, he was, he was like, in a world of his own. Like, he yeah. was really kind of this person that's, yeah, when he came in, it, it, it felt like he was from, like, a different world. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a quite an interesting subplot. Right. <laughs> it was like a B, he was like a B villain in this movie that uh, barely managed to keep track of an a villain right you know <laughs> but you know he he was he was pretty cool and he had his own background and his own story and his own goals it was he was actually a pretty well made character but he like he was actually more fleshed out and developed more than the uh female protagonist yeah who was just kind of there to be uh, love interest in the end? Well, so- that sounds very much like the 90s. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we'll make her a doctor and we'll make her smart. Right, so that's that... when we could kill both Michael Jackson of Michael J. Fox. Oh, wow. <laughs> Same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that way when we kill Michael J. Fox, she can bring him back, but right. she won't actually have any of her own agency or right. 
or thoughts or ambitions or anything like that. Most of her dialogue will be his first name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she did start off kind of strong when she visited the, uh, the when she visited uh, right when uh, she Patricia. went to yeah Patty and her mom's house, and she was like, "I can help you." Right, but then she went home and her douchebag husband told her to shut up and she did right. and you know yeah they, they, like that could set up a great character arc where you know maybe in her professional field she is strong and independent but yeah her personal life is way different so in the in the course of the like course of the movie she becomes more independent in her personal life that would be great but we didn't get that's that that's not what happened though no <laughs> instead she went from being dominated by her her douchebag husband to being smitten by Michael J. Fox, which, right. you know, I can't blame her for the second part. No, yeah, he's, but a, he's a very cute boy. Cute boy. <laughs> he's a, uh, he was probably small. 40 in that movie. He's a very small man. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very nice man. Yeah, he's a really sweet guy. He's a really nice guy. But uh, this was him trying to be, like, edgy and, like, you know. It's like, I gotta shake off that, <laughs> that Back to the Future vibe. Why would you want to shake off the Back to the Future vibe? See, 96, he... I think he was probably trying to, like, branch out. Yeah, he was looking for something new. Hmm. He kind of, like, had a bit of a dip after, I think, Back to the Futures. Like, he, like no one was like, oh, yeah, like, Michael J. Fox, let's put him in as a romantic lead or anything like that. It's like, let's, let me find, you know, something different. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, he definitely played somebody a little more grounded, a little more grizzled. Hmm. You know, uh... Sweet hair, though. Yeah. That, that long, flowing hair. As a man of long, flowing hair yourself. <laughs> I should I should appreciate that. You should appreciate that. it. Yeah, yeah, that middle part, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you can see the borders of it, of the hair piece. Yeah. <laughs> right along the top. <laughs> why, would he, why would you make his hair long for the flashback? I think you're supposed to, like, okay, he's a douchebag. Ah. And he looked like a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was trying to play basketball. It's like Michael J. Fox. You're four one. Why are you trying to play basketball? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, his hoop is like curved and shit. It's like not even. A... It's set at the lowest level. Yeah, <laughs> and it's still too high. Just like dunk on his wife. And it's... It's like, watch, I'm gonna cross up. Watch your knees. Yeah, he does a break her ankles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does that whole like uh, he throws the ball underneath his shirt. It's like, oh, where'd it go? Yeah. <laughs> he bounces off her forehead when she's trying to yell at him. His buddy's the N1 tournament guy. Yeah. Just standing there with a bullhorn. Oh, man. But yeah, he... I, I guess he's supposed... He's supposedly a jerk that is looking to reform. Right. But he's still a jerk when we meet him. Yeah, you don't think... He never, like, states the fact that if he's, like, paying a penance, like, this is why he's, he's dealing with ghosts or anything. It's like, no, he just wants to make money. Yeah. It's like... It's kind of a weird like, thing. Like, why did he... For the past five years, he's been trying to get his house built? Right. So how did he lose all his money? He guess he never saved from being an architect. Is he like, did he just graduate being an architect? Like I'm gonna build this house, and it's like nothing else. Nothing. Yeah. Like why would you get? Why would you get an architect job instead of becoming a paranormal con man? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Why quit being? <laughs> oh man, if we go any further into Michael J. Fox's motivations, I think we'll go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, what I do want, uh, let's see. So we kind of discussed the, the, the what do you think of the villains? Like, they're pretty, pretty kooky crazy. Yeah. Well, Damaris is a nut job. Right. And, like, 
crazy good job of Colin Farrell to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's proto Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, proto Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, did a great job of like bringing this, making making this guy super eccentric and like super uh, like a pansy, but also very like threatening. I think he like he is kind of. I think what people when they go like, oh, we what a soy boy and all that, like. Right. Kind of like that, like, oh, he's he's scared of women. Oh, right. I'm sorry, no. He, he's more of like a... Oh, what are those fucking nerds called? An incel? Yes. Yeah. He's like a super incel. Yeah. It's like, he's got this stupid haircut. He's... He has a definite motif when he's dressing. It's like, right. you know, that the the black coat, the, the black tie, black gloves, yeah, yeah. jet black hair, and like... He, but he's loaded. He's got mad guns. He's got Just mad like guns. an incel proud boy. Right, yeah. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> speaking of uh, uh, Proud Boys, did you hear what the, the new trend is with them now? Well, gay people, you yeah, gay, with Proud Boys? Gay people have been Honestly, taking over, it's what, so great. When my mom first heard what a Proud Boy was, she was like, is that a gay thing? And, and Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like gay people don't like gay people. It's the the, the saddest boys. That's a bunch <laughs> of sad boys. Yeah. It's unhappy boys. But yeah, like um, yeah, he 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 is definitely like kind of like this allegory for uh, an incel. Yeah, and he's like loaded Bef- to bear. Way before incels were a thing, right? And he's wearing a like a a lead vest. Yeah, for no reason. But it's not lead. It's like it's like it's like pleather. Yeah, it's like nickel. Yeah, it's like it's so weird. He and it's he, got nipples. Right, and yeah. he's he's got this like weird kind of vibe to him that like it doesn't look like he'll be. To like for him to graduate an academy of a of a governmental department doesn't seem likely. No, but they also they uh, they explained it by saying he was like undercover with uh, with a, like a lot of cults and stuff, and that yeah. changed him as a person. And then you see later in the movie when he opens his shirt and he's got all those like scars and tattoos and carvings in him. Yeah, and it's like oh shit, this guy has really been affected by stuff. That's pretty cool. And then he gets his fucking face blasted off. Which I felt was kind of like, ah, it's like, I could have, it would have been nice to see him last a little bit longer. You think so? I, I don't know. I kind of felt like that was kind of a, a rough way to go. Definitely rough. And they had that weird CGI sheen over it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. His head got blown clean off and then it's like his ghost his head. His ghost head is there. Definitely. Uh, I like how the movie starts by making death seem like this, like, big, this, like, very peaceful, transformative journey. Right. With, like, the guy in the bathroom dying, and then, like, him, like, coming up, and then, like, meeting his maker. And then by the end of the movie, it's blow your head off, and there's your ghost in front of you. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, unceremonious. Like, yeah. You... No portal, no no Nothing. tunnel came to take him. Nothing at Nothing. all. Nothing. Like, even, like, you see, like, it, it even has, like, blue lights in the sky before blue lights in the sky was popular. Yeah. And you see, like, oh, there's one in, a, in like, in an atrium for, like, yeah, five miles away, and then they get like a couple in like a, a museum, but like it, it did feel, it felt like the scale the scale of it felt medium sized. It didn't feel like world shattering. It felt like oh, this is pretty big. Like Grim Reaper's gone nuts. Like what's going on? Yeah, it it see, but at the towards the end, it becomes like world shattering, but still confined right. to that small space. Which is why I was this, that that gave me the feeling of like. Holy shit! Am I really watching this? Because you're still in this small town, yeah. But you have the ghost of Michael J. Fox holding two machine guns, blasting the Grim Reaper. <laughs> and it's know, like, oh, so... 
holy shit, this is still happening in Fairfield? <laughs> the, the guns he's holding are bigger than he is. Yeah. He's just like sitting up. And that's, that's Chekhov's ghost gun, though. Oh, yeah. Because you introduced him in the first act. Absolutely. And him in the third act. Awesome. Awesome job with that. There, like, there's a lot of things that, like, yeah, I fucking loved how this, this like, whole set was designed and everything yeah. was... Like, I, I miss that in horror movies. Like, there's not a lot of that in horror movies, I feel. Like, I'm not a huge horror guy. I, and I, we mentioned it before. Like, I feel like now it's more like, okay, well, this house was creepy before, so let's just film in there. It's not like, let's actually try to build it up. Let's, like, the um, the house, the Patty's house. Right. That was obviously built up. Yeah. And it's like, it's this huge monstrous house where now it's just like, oh, look at the creepy little house over there. It, 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 I, I, it, you miss something. It's like you miss this kind of like playful scariness to it. Mm. Like where it's like they like it's they take all the they take all the fun out. That's so. I, do you think when the house is like designed to be like spooky Halloweeny, right? That there, yeah, there is like kind of like a like a tongue in cheek, like, yeah, like a wink and a nod, yeah, 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 like yeah. hey, you know, like like the spirit of Halloween logo, like that right. house. <laughs> it's like you know. It's like we're not over here selling cookies, pal. Like we're we're, right. we're scaring you. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like that's the whole thing. It's like even in Casper the Friendly Ghost, I'm pretty sure you remember that. Oh yeah. That house was monstrous and huge. And yeah. Like, oh, that's could be scary. I was like, I've got friendly ghosts in here. Like, yeah. Not only gonna not. Well, that's the difference between a straight up horror movie and a Halloween movie. Right. You know, like the the fact that the self awareness almost in the set design. Right. In, in that you're watching this, like there's tons of there's tons of like. Not horribly, but like the Adams Family House. Right, which we'll talk about. Yeah, eventually. that's true. Done up to be scary. Yes. Right? Um, so what about, did you watch The Haunting on Hill House? The uh, Netflix series? Yes. Not yet. So that one, also big, as you would imagine, big old haunted house. Right. Um, very cool in that it is more about psychological trauma. Okay. And mental, and mental illness uh, than it is about ghosts. Okay. But it's also definitely about ghosts. <laughs> so <laughs> We got a ghost here. I'm dealing with some shit right yeah. now. <laughs> ghost just goes back in this corner. I'm sorry. You should, yeah, I think it's it's a spooky show. Okay. Um, but it's not it's not spooky in the tongue in cheek way. Like right. it takes itself very seriously. Okay, yeah. See I'm I, I'm on the fence of that like super serious like there are movies that are like super seriously scary. Like we'll try to be, you know, like or, or, you know, atmospheric and we try to like do everything, but I, I prefer like these like. But this is this move, but it's not scary if they if it's tongue in cheek though. Like oh, the right. Frighteners is if the Frighteners was remade today. Oh, it'd be, they would try so hard to be scary. To me, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would try so hard to be scary. And it would work. It would. It would not. I mean, this didn't work either. <laughs> I, I looked. I looked up the. Uh, I looked up the box office. So it was made for thirty million dollars estimated. Yeah. So let's just call it thirty million right sure. off the bat. It made five million dollars, and overall, it's made twenty nine million. Could that be the R rating to it? It could be. Also, I think like because we have this movie that is definitely like you would look at it and you say, okay, this movie's made for like younger teenagers, like twelve year olds, you know, or like you know for for the kid in us. Right. It's definitely a kids movie with just more cursing and gore, right? <laughs> Yeah. But but if you give it the R rating, then its oh, target audience can't see it. If this movie came out as is now, it would be PG thirteen because yeah. there's nothing really to it. Yeah, exactly. But like, and it probably make, I think it'd make more money. Oh yeah, because I think now they would know how to market it. I yeah. think one of the big things is that they probably didn't know 
how to sell this movie. Yeah. Like, especially to stupid 90s people. Right. Right. For Crystal sure. Clear Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and in the 90s, I think everyone was trying to take themselves more seriously yeah. in the 90s, you know? No, yeah, because you had, like, yeah, this was, like, didn't, came out in 96, so you're obviously, like, in the shadow of, like, you know, Terminator 2. Yeah. And, like, all these other big, like, big blockbusters, like, fucking, uh... Independence Day. Independence Day, Day. yeah, like, these super movies that are, like, Jurassic okay. Park. Yeah, yeah, like, they're, like, okay, well, now Prestige is getting into, like, the... The, the schlock movies. Yeah. And now it's it, like, okay. And this is a Universal movie and they're no, Universal's known for their monster movies. Right. But they didn't, they weren't like, okay, we'll make it like a monster. Like, they like make it scary. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm tripping all over the place. Make it spooky. Yeah, make it spooky. Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm tripping all over the place because I'm so spooked out. Well, think of Casper, right? Like right. you mentioned before. Casper's like, for me, exactly what we're talking about where it's like, not, it's spooky, it's Halloween-y, but it's not scary at all. Right, it has a right? lot of heart. And it's for kids. Yes. This movie is all of that, but they marketed it, but I don't know if they marketed it, but it's, they made us that only adults can watch it. Right. You know? I feel like this is a perfect, like, drive-in movie. Can you imagine your dad in the 90s wanting to watch The, the Frighteners? No. No. My dad in the, what did he want to watch in the, he, he just wanted to watch golf. <laughs> My dad just wanted to watch Westerns and Steven Seagal. In the nineties, <laughs> but look, like side note, my mom absolutely hates Steven Seagal, and we don't know why. Because he's a bad actor. I mean, yes, he's a bad actor. He and does a bad that fighter. Slap fight. Yeah, <laughs> he just kind of just like keeps putting his arms in right angles, like he's voguing, just and just straight kick, couple slaps. Yeah, That's the rat tail like flowing behind him. She calls him a, a what did she call him? She calls him Shitong, <laughs> and we don't know what that means. And she was it Shitong? Yeah, like S H I T O N G. I guess is how you would spell it. And uh, just was what she calls him. We we're like, Mom, what do you? What is the deal with Steven Seagal? He goes, Shitong, I hate him. The worst movies. Oh God, that boy's terrible. <laughs> and, and she loves Jean Claude Van Damme. Right. She loves. She like, loves the Brussels from the, the muscles from Brussels. So she loves. <laughs> She's all about that shit. But for some reason, Seagal is you know where what? she draws the line. Because Seagal is just a fat boy trying to yeah. be tough. Speaking yeah. as a fat boy who tries to be tough, <laughs> I can call it out. <laughs> she never got on board. She loves Chuck Norris. That's right. But she never got on board with the, Seagal. The ginger assassin. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Big so, Arnie fan, your mom? Oh, yeah. She loves Adam. Someone just put out on uh, Twitter the pictures of when they were filming T2 in the, the barroom scene. Oh, where yeah. Where he's, like, naked. Yeah. And, but he's just wearing, like, surfer shorts. Oh, is that what he has on his Yeah, and, and they're, like, ridiculous surfer shorts, too. But it's probably something that he would actually wear in, oh. in California. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'll find a boy. All right, yeah, but, uh, no, she loves Arnold. She loves big, muscular guys. You know, she's like me. Right. <laughs> uh, Mama's boy. Mama's boy. And yeah, I actually have a D and D character that's pretty much Arnold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like if it bleeds, it can kill it. You know, like because uh, <laughs> like, uh, one of our one of my players, uh, Will, uh, he is his character has he's like he's like learning German, so his character has like a German accent and stuff. Right. And so this NPC that's essentially like. Uh, someone that his character looks up to. I don't know any. I definitely can't do a German accent, but I can do a bad Arnold accent. Yeah. 
like, ah, no, 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 what's happening, Gavin? See how you got you pushing too many pencils? Uh, you know? <laughs> That's what he wore? That's what he wore. Wow. Right? Why'd they make him so so long? This is Mr. Olympia. Why don't you just put him in a posing suit? Like the trunks. Because he's just wanted to hang out. That's what he's, I think he's like full-on dad mode going on right there. Honestly, he's less jacked in that picture than I thought he would be. Right? Wow. Why I, that is a current I did not eat pulled back, Ryan. <laughs> Your hero's a lie. Yeah, seriously, he's just a man. He's just a man now. Yeah, he's just a guy who uh, has a pony. I still Arnold. He's still Arnold. Uh, <laughs> he's got a donkey and a pony now as his friends. What? Have you not been following his Instagram? I I know he had it. It's wild. Uh, I feel like I have seen that actually, on Reddit though. Yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, so. The Frighteners. The Frighteners. At one back point, on yeah, back to get back on track, at one point, Michael J. Fox is battling a ghost and his the ghost's girlfriend, who Michael J. Fox, as a ghost, just killed right. as they as they ascend through the light at the end, of, through a blue beam in the sky, right. towards heaven, and then Michael J. Fox makes it to heaven, and then the two, then the portal becomes a portal, a tentacle, to hell. Yeah, it becomes like a throat thing. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's it. Because I think what they're supposed to be saying is that, like, okay, Michael J. Fox crossed over. Right. And they're like, they could go back into their body. Like, she could go back into her body. Because she's, she's in that weird highway thing. Yeah. But then it just turned, like, I guess they're in there long enough where their their barcode scanned. Right. And then they got checked by the devil. Which is like, what was the deal with the ashes being consecrated then? What would that have done? I think they would have moved him on without him fighting back. Ah, not giving him the chance. Because I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So many, like, different paranormal yeah, ideas. Yeah, the rules, the rules. The rules don't make any sense. The, he doesn't play by the rules. There is no rules. He just makes, he just makes shit up and, and that's the scene. Right. And then he'll make up something else and that's the next scene. But you know what the thing is? Like, I think if someone had, like, spelt out the rules for you, it would have like hit the brakes so hard on this movie. Oh, absolutely. And it would be like, I don't care. Like yeah. by the end of it, it's like, whatever, just get on with it. I do think that the movie does benefit from just throwing ghosts at you. Right. It'd be like, yo, his friends he's friends with ghosts. Right. It is what it is. Like these ghosts know who he is. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's all the explanation they give. Right. Like yeah, they're they're the homies. Moving on. <laughs> you know, and it's like <laughs> And I appreciate that rather than like, what is a ghost? Well, the ghost is what the soul, you know, like break, like we're covered in ectoplasm. What does that mean? Like, what is? How do you lose your ectoplasm? Like, why do you deteriorate as a ghost? But yet, right? It's like, but you're dead, though. It doesn't really matter. And like, that you can't just like, you rather just go like, okay, like you have a certain amount of time to cross over. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. all he says. That's, to, it. that's all he says. To, what's his name? Robbie. The yeah, the the dick peg husband, which he should have. He should have been brought up to the. I'm sorry. Isn't a cemetery consecrated ground? Yeah. Then he should have oh, been... Oh, wow. He should have been set. Should have been set right up. What's going on? All see, the, see but, the rules don't matter. But then again, there's tons of ghosts in that cemetery. And they're just hanging out. Oh, man. See, it would have been weird. Like, I don't know if it would have been bene a beneficial, like, to have that kind of like that tax collector character where it's just like, okay, well, you're... Uh, you're on borrowed time, pal. Yeah. And he kind of shepherds you along to the to the next life. Right. But the fact that you didn't have it, you kind of make up this rule of like, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. Yeah. You could stay here forever. Right. Or you could just. You could have sex with a mummy. Yeah. You could do like all that was what a what a gag. (laughs) Right. Oh man, that was that was kind of funny. That they really earned that. That's what earned the R rating right Right, there. Is this guy? Is this nine thousand year old ghost jumping into a sarcophagus (laughs) and humping the corpse and the mummy inside? He was from the Wild West. Yeah, he was decrepit. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Oh yeah. But like if, like that's I think just imagine they go like, look, we could probably make more money if we cut this scene out. Like it doesn't even mean anything. Like it's it's right. it's like we could cut that out and no one would notice. Right. And Peter Jackson's like, we gotta. Yeah. It. It's gotta be there. The extended cut is like just a, <laughs> just a full on like yeah, yeah. ghost porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like there's really nothing. Like it doesn't bring anything to the movie. No one could see him do it. Right. Gotta have it though. Gotta <laughs> have it. Listen, you don't understand. We are in 1996, goddammit. Dan Aykroyd broke when he didn't get that ghost blowjob in Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> well, he technically kind of did. And it's still PG. I'll tell you what. When the next time we are on the advent, okay, <laughs> that will change cinema forever, much like the, the ghost technology that I am playing with right now, <laughs> then you can tell me that we can't have a ghost humping a mummy. But instead... Now that I have the technology of the gods in my hands, this scene stays. God damn it! Okay, okay, Pete. Next time, but the next movie, we're gonna have a weird scene in a lake where there's yeah. some <laughs> wacky ghosts hanging out, and you're just gonna have to deal with and it. You're gonna have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Better ghost effect that lake scene or this movie? I feel like it's in his contract at this point that there has to be a really corny ghost scene with bad CGI. For in order for uh, Peter Billy Jackson to do the movie, because that was in the Two Towers. It was, yeah. That was in the best one that with the That's spirit of six Halloween. Six years like, later, yeah. Six years of advance in the technology. And honestly, you could use the same tech from the Frighteners to make that scene happen. That was a whole administration. That was very <laughs> bad. Yeah. Oh man, and then the Galadriel scene too was kind of like something you would expect from a Peter Jackson. Movie. Right. Yeah. It's like okay. Now that we've seen the Frighteners, you can say that. <laughs> Um, all right, we're about 42 minutes in. Do you think we should grade it, or do you think, like... That's great, because that's about as much time as I would give this give movie. Give this movie, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's really, like, it's such a fun, wacky movie that, like, there's really not much to break down. Yeah, it like, does have some funny jokes in it. It's got a lot of fun. It's yeah. Got a, it's, a, it's a real, like, to kind of kick off, I think everyone does that, like, 31 films in Hol- for October, like, a film a day. Right. For Hol- I think this should definitely be in it. Yeah. I think this is maybe, like, you know... So it should break your top 31? I think okay. it's at least in the top 25. <laughs> but, like, it's... I don't, like, I don't think it's a Halloween staple, because I'm pretty sure not well, a lot of people know about we've it. Got, I've gone thir- 28 Halloweens without seeing it. Right. And, I've, and I love Halloween, so... <laughs> and you're a big Halloween guy! I'm a big halloween You always put out those... those oh, like, no Halloween costumes this year. I know. I was going to be John Wick, too. My sister oh, was going to straighten my hair. And I was going <laughs> to, like, just get, paint a few, like, cuts and bruises. Just walk around with pencils? Like, yeah! Oh, that's so good! I didn't even think about that! You don't even have to carry around fake guns. It's oh, pencils. My sister was going to be uh, the dog. <laughs> what? Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> Wait, the dog that gets in the first movie or the, the, the pit bull? Well, she could only find brown dog ears. So oh, the first, first movie. Yeah, that gets Ew, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I should have made her a pencil. She should have been like Rosie uh, Ruby Rose. I know, but like we just started doing sign language. Cares about she, my sister does no sign language. So actually. then she's got it. I know, but she didn't want. She could be Allie. That would be weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah, that'd be yeah. weird. I, I don't feel like Halle Berry. There wasn't. There wasn't a, there was a, it was a platonic story. relationship. Yeah, it was platonic. She yeah. could have been Halle Berry, but uh, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, <laughs> Halle Berry. But uh, no, she didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> um, or she would rush. Honestly, she'd probably rather be Halle Berry's dogs than be oh, Halle yeah, Berry. Oh, yeah, yeah, they go the German Shepherds, yeah. But uh, it should have made her be a pencil. Oh, yeah. You know? Just like pick her up and throw her at someone. Just like. <laughs> Place her down on a stick yeah. and just slam <laughs> their the, the other Keanu Reeves option was Ted uh, Theodore Logan. Oh, nice. Yeah. You didn't want to be Johnny Utah? I could have been Utah, Utah. but he cut his hair. Too- Oh, that's right. He had that. Yeah. Utah. Toot, toot. <laughs> toot. Oh, oh man. If the one thing the pandemic took away from us is Matt's Halloween costume. Yeah, dude. I could have been Bucky this year, bro. But you could. You were Captain America last year. Yes. That's a perfect arc. Yes. You you either die a cap or you live yourself long enough to see yourself become a Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. man. I could have been Bucky. I could have been Jon Snow. I could have been Aragorn. Oh. oh. All the double doors would fall before me. <laughs> you just walk into work. Why are you pushing both doors, Matt? Like, like you try pushing one, one's locked. Like, yeah, like on. Matt, this is CBS. They're automatic. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't, I don't care. But oh man, so many cool long hair characters. Yeah, man. And I didn't get to be any of them. Taken away before your prime. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think this hair's gonna last another year. You know, I, it's, it was a real shame. Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have been uh, Utah Keanu Reeves, Matrix Keanu Reeves. Just a lot of Keanu Reeveses. Yeah. You could have been... Uh, his hair's not long in most uh, of his movies. The Replacements Keanu Reeves. Oh, Shane Falco. Yeah, Ooh, Shane Falco. baby. That's a good one. That's yeah. A... Hold on. I'm a, I'm a... Dude, Keanu Reeves has, some, has way more movies than we give him credit for. I, you know, honestly, I was close to picking a... Could have totally been Shane Falco. You you know who you oh you know what if you cleaned up you could have been Keanu Reeves and Dracula. Oh, but that's a that's a that's it's, not a long that's too too short of a hair. It'd be that'd be short if I slicked it back maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. You put a little bun on the back. I could do that, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So all like, visual gags. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but my my point is right. Halloween could have been the month where I was at least. Three different Keanu Reeves. Right, you could have been a Keanu Reeves a weekend. Yes, I could have been a Keanu Reeves every weekend. I could have been Theodore Logan. I could have been John Wick. John Wick, and I could have been Shane Falco. Oh man! Come on, Come bro! Come on! And they're easy costumes. Yeah, you don't need that much. I could be Theodore Logan tomorrow. I could. Yeah, I could all you need is a vest. I a, have a white shirt. I have rolled up jeans. Yep, and a, a plaid shirt and a plaid shirt wrapped around the waist. That's it, bro. You got it. It can't, and John Wick, a black suit. You got that. And a white shirt that I could put blood on. I got that. <laughs> and a tie. And a tie. I got a, thi- that. a thin tie. Yeah. A very thin yeah. black tie. Yeah. An elegant thin tie. Shane Falco, it would have been a little tight. I just have to buy the jersey. Actually, you could. Or would I need pads? Oh, you would probably need pads, too. Yeah. I was going to say you could do like his off-field look, which is, I think, a gray t-shirt underneath a, a brown jacket with a little hat. But is that as memorable, though? I don't I think if you tell people, if you just write down... 16 on the gray shirt people yeah. be like oh it's falco bro but jeez what a look yeah see i'm not i don't know i'm not a big costume halloween guy i know you're not i I, I even though like i tried to like 
there was that one year at work where I was like, if we could get a whole group of us to commit to something, yeah, I was like the Muppets, like that. Yeah, be yeah, that'd be dope. awesome. Yeah, but just like everyone kind of dressed in their own like Muppety way. I, I think Mikey would be Animal, right? He would probably or Sweetums. Yeah, <laughs> Parker would be Beaker. Yeah, right. I'd be Fozzie. Yeah, you'd, I'll be, you'd definitely the, be Fozzie. Because of the depression and his baldness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick could be probably Kermit. He could be. Yeah. Uh, would you be... Uh, I'm trying to think who you would be. Miss Piggy? No. no. <laughs> you could be You could be Gonzo. Oh, I could be Gonzo. I have a big nose. <laughs> it could be... <laughs> you could be uh, Professor Bunsen, because you do have a lab coat, but you'd have to shave your head. Not uh, worth it. Not, not worth, worth it. it. Not worth the bit. I'd, I'd, pro- I'd rather be Gonzo. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Folks. That'd be awesome, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be a great like costume. That, that'd be such a fun time. Like, if we just got to, like... We just take take the town. Take in the our, town. Down, in our... yeah. I'd go into, like, New York City Halloween and just, like... Which is a wild scene to begin with. Yeah. We're getting more conversations like this every week on the Movie Man podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we'll talk about movies. Eventually. Yeah. I, think, I think the thing is, like, people need to know our level of Halloween. Right, like, cause we, I think we've we've hinted on it, but we haven't really fully discussed it. No, but how would I be Johnny Utah? Um, is like a denim shirt at some point. <laughs> I was gonna. Did he wear like a belly shirt, like a like a head, like a crop top thing? No, did he? I don't think so. Right. Well, maybe it could be Keanu Reeves. Or just, just a sweet. wetsuit. Or just oh, a no, wetsuit. Yeah, short hair. Yeah, very short hair. Very maybe short. a wetsuit. Just walking around in a wetsuit. Yeah, like, like, like a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the guy who's like no. I'd like shoot it up in the air. Well, he like his. It would be very generic because I think it would just be jeans, a white t-shirt, and a flannel. Yeah, exactly. I and think that's ha- all he was in Point Break. Yeah, and then you'd have to like have like a president mask in your back pocket. Yeah, that, like you'd, there'd be a lot be a of stretch, a lot of dots to need to be connected. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. But uh, but yeah, no. What I'm trying to think. Shane what? Falco. Shane Falco. John. John Wick. Wick. You have that. Ted Logan. Ted Logan. I'm gonna need a Bill though. Get your sister to be Bill. Has she seen the movies? No. So like, she hasn't seen Bill and Ted. But I mean, I'd show well, it to her. Who would? Who? Who have you seen Bill and Ted? I don't know. I, I I just watched. I watched the movies alone. Okay. Uh. I don't know any blonde people. I used to be blonde. Yeah. Yeah, but it was never curly. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Tough. 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 Yeah. <laughs> By the way, what grade would you give? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, <laughs> this has been a five minute long bit. So, so the Frighteners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. So, the Frighteners. Very fun movie. Some good, some good comedy gags. Yeah. Right. A pretty, uh, a mystery that's good enough to keep you into it. Right. Um, the concept of the Grim Reaper going nuts always is fun. very cool. Michael J. Fox, always fun. Um, but if on the downside, a lot of jokes that don't hit, mm. oh, also on the bright side, Michael J. Fox shooting two machine guns at, uh, right. and, at, at the Grim Reaper. And, uh, especially Agent Dammers. Dammers really fun. Dammers yeah. really fun, fun bit. But, um, on the other hand, very, very poor, uh, characterization for, uh, doctor for Doctor Lucy. Doctor, yeah, yeah. Um, the special effects, obviously, 
yeah. don't age, but I mean, what are you going to do? That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. I'm but not... the practical effects are pretty cool. What, like what? Like the floating bed, the, oh, the, yeah. the all the crashing stuff. And yeah, the, that, that's all, yeah, that's all. Those are all classics. Um, and that beginning one shot. Where that was very good. Down the, hall. the sweeping one shots were. Yeah. There was a lot of good camera work in this movie. Yeah. There was. Um, at the same time, uh, there's just a level of in, oh, there's a lot of inconsistency. Okay. And as far as like the logic of the movie, the um, the rules as far as ghosts and stuff. No, yeah, I yeah I agree. So I would probably this is probably a high. This is probably too high for me, but I I feel like I'm gonna regret giving it. I'm saying it's between a five and a six. That's okay. what I'll say. I was gonna say like a five and a half. Oh, perfect. Five and a half. Yeah. There you go. Uh, one of the people that are credited as a cinematographer on the Frighteners also worked on, on Lord of the Rings. Rings. Oh, perfect. Peter Jackson, you know, keeps brings his boys. his boys, keeps his boys up with them. Yeah, get that team together. Uh, yeah, so I think like this was a really fun movie. It's a great way to start our spooky season. I know we're a little late, but whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, people love the spooky stuff, and you know, we've been living in some spooky times recently. Yeah, don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about the police brutality. Oh yeah, and the excessive force. These cops so quick on the draw. Yo. Just Michael J. Fox is unarmed. <laughs> he has his hands up. He's not causing anyone any problems right now. And they take their guns out and start shooting at him. With the first In a chance crowded museum. Yes. Yes. It's the fucking wild. Bananas. Wild Bananas. But the sheriff is like, oh, hey, friend. The sheriff is the nicest guy. Right, yeah. But every cop that's working for him is a murderer. It's like, I'm going to drop this sucker right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, it is a fun. This is a wild movie, folks. So it is on HBO Max. I think it is the only place you can stream it. Um, you may have to rent it if you go anywhere else. Um, yeah, it is worth. It's like only an hour and a half. Yeah. No. So it's very quick. I yeah. was very tired when I watched the movie, and I was and I, I was didn't have a didn't have a hard time with it. Right. Like so. it didn't really like drag in any areas. Right. There were some really cool transitions, especially by like the final uh, conflict. Where they would flash back and forth, yeah, kind of seamlessly between yeah. the past, where you see this grisly murder, uh, to the present, where it's like this really decrepit uh, mental facility. That was done really, really well. Yeah. But then it all went away once once Danvers got his head blown off. That's it. <laughs> things went downhill. Yeah. You know? And it got to be too much CGI. Yeah. And yeah. when they're flying through the portal together, and and just, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the ghost fighting. Like, when Michael J. Fox is a ghost, J. Pusey is a ghost. Not great. It is not great. Not great. But everything else, like, the like like I'm saying, like, this is super atmospheric. Like, the set's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The, the the town is kind of like this weird... It, it looks like Tim Burton... Like, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and kind of go like got a Ghostbusters feel to it. Yeah. Kind of like this... It's a weird... It's a, it's a great mix of everything. So yeah, that's uh, so it's about a five and a half. It's definitely worth a watch during your your spooky times. Yes, but you know it's definitely the kind of movie that the more you think about it, the, yeah, the less you're gonna enjoy the less it. you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just dumb fun. If you're pre gaming before you go to a Halloween party, which uh, this is a decent one for that. This is a this is a good like pre game. Not movie. sure what Halloween party you're going, going to now. Yeah, but like if you want to sca- if you want to give the kids a little bit of a scare, yeah, this is it. Yeah, I mean it's not that much cursing in it. I don't think. 
Mostly shit, I think. Yeah, shit. Not that many fucks. No. There's more cursing in this review. Yeah. <laughs> but. So show this to your kids. Yeah, give them only hear this one, too. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. Overall, I think a five and a half is fair. Just because, you know, the movie, you no, know, it doesn't take itself seriously, but it breaks all its own all of the rules that it sets up logically. Right. You know, and not in a good way, not in like a, oh, you know, you have to, you have to know the rules to break the rules. You know? Right. Um, <laughs> so that's not what it says in the Book of the Dead. Like, right. You gotta do, like, no, it's that, it doesn't, like, a lot of it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. compared to what Peter Jackson does next, there's not a lot of, like, deep thought put into this. Right. right. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I would recommend it. I'd say it's a fun Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah, if you got the if you got the peoples over, if you got the boys and girls over, throw this on. Yeah, not gonna have a bad time. Not gonna have a bad time. Not gonna have a bad time. There's gonna be several scenes where whatever you guys are doing, it'll just draw it. It'll draw someone's gaze. They're like, what you know the what? fuck is going Make on it, here? Have a little fun. Let's have a little bit of a drinking game. Uh-oh. Take a shot every time there's some wonky ass CGI. Oh, that's the entire. You'll movie. be dead before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're gonna say like. Let's see. We're, every we're, time we'll you see a, a drinking game, but it's you could take a shot every time you see a number carved into someone's head. You could take oh, a shot. That's a good one. You could take a shot every time uh, the female lead character kind of becomes uh, an object, <laughs> which is eh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, you could take a shot when you thought that Matt thought the the damaged girl was dating her dad. Yep. <laughs> that was the one thing we didn't. That was the one thing that I I messed up. Where <laughs> you uh, got a, you got a, unfortunately you got a phone call. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I got a phone call right when they were explaining that key point that the girl who helped the the murderer commit all his murders was his girlfriend, right, and not his daughter. Because I thought the la- I thought they had the same last names. No, 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 no. <laughs> but hey, you figured it out at the. I also it was unfair to Matt because I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it. He was asking questions and I was just kind of sitting there. No, I, I mean that's fair. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I just, wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, no, that, yeah. you did the right thing. Yeah, I would have wanted you to spoil it for me. Yeah, it would have. It would have knocked the sales completely out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, that I don't mind that at all. It's just it was. Just, I wish I. Picked did, up on when it. yeah, when you first watched it, did that twist no. catch it? Right, exactly. I don't no. think it would have gotten me. I mean, I knew. I figured because you know he was electrocuted. And she said that her dad killed himself. That's why I was confused. Remember, right. that's when I started asking questions. I was like, yeah. "Wait." Also, you I could. I she said her dad. You could. I don't know if you caught it when uh, Jake Busey's character came out. Like it looked like yes. he had hair, but it was actually like the scarring I saw from, that. The, from the the, the electrocution. The electrocution. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Um, Which is, yeah. The, yeah. Which none of the other ghosts I don't think had battle wounds, like that, right? Well, most of the other ghosts that we saw. Died from the heart, uh, right? No, but I mean like uh, uh, Cyrus, uh, the the nerd, and the the Wild West guy did. But I think that might have just been decomposition from over time. Although Robbie was decomposing at such a fast rate, right? Yeah, Yeah, because they got to get rid of him. Yeah, he was withering away. He sucked. Whereas Cyrus was like just keeping it cool. Yeah, he was. He he looked like he died yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, yeah, Robbie was a dick. Yeah, he sucked. Even the, he, kind of an actor, he was kind of, like, loud and, like, too big for the scene. Yeah. But I don't know if that was direct, like, a direction or, like, him just, like, I'll just, I'm just gonna do this. Like, this. This is what I feel like he would do. When he was on the scene, I felt like I was watching the Cat in the Hat movie. Right, he was too cartoony. Yeah. Like, because you could be cartoony like Damer, or Damers was, but it fits. Right. Or you could be cartoony like how Robbie was and, like, stop. 
Like, stop, you're hurting yourself. Right. right? As totally inconsistent <laughs> as this movie was, right. Dammers managed to fit no matter what the tone was. I think he knew what this movie was. Yeah. I mean, like, the actor, like, it's a, and also, like, it's a thing you, you can't uh, fake is that when an actor doesn't understand what that role, yeah. and you can kind of see them kind of, throughout the, some parts of it, like, reaching for something. Yeah. But when, a, when an actor goes like, oh, I know what we're doing. I got it. I got it. I, I know my motivations. Cool. Yes. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And that's Danvers. He was yeah. like in control of every scene. Peter Jackson's like, I want you to play. Like, no, no, no. Like, I got it. Don't worry. I got you. Right. Me, me and you, good Pete. Me, good Pete. <laughs> yeah. It's the same relationship we had with Ian McKellen. Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes. Okay. So is that the shoot then? I believe so. That's the shoot. So that's guys, shoot. thank you so much for listening. Sorry we got uh, distracted a little bit here and there. But honestly, if we talked more about this movie, it wouldn't you, be that interesting. Yeah, if you watched the movie, you'd be like, oh, so that's that makes sense. Yeah, that's about that. Yeah, yeah. I can see why you're talking about Halloween costumes instead. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter with anything and find out what we got uh, in the pipeline on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a shirt, I don't. Maybe I'll make a, a spooky design. Ooh. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, you can go to tpublic.com backslash movie mayhem. In the month's almost out. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. I don't uh, want to do that extra work. Right. So, guys, uh, we do have more uh, spooky season yep. Halloween-y movies coming for you. And we'll have some guests along the way. That's right. So, uh, we're starting to, starting to open ourselves back up. As, as New York starts closing exactly. down. Exactly. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, we're never gonna get out of this. We're, we're stuck in this hell forever. Oh my god! Uh, but until, but the whole time, guys, while you're stuck in this hell, you can listen to our podcast. That's right. So uh, and also thanks. our buddies over at the Landy Lodge and oh, send yeah. the invite. Give them a listen too. Send the invite is uh, keeping their finger on the pulse and the Landy Lodge big time friends of the show. That's great right. Job. Does a great job with it all the time. All so, the time. Yeah. So so charismatic. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and guys, yeah, so thank you, thank you so much. All right, buddy. We'll see you in the next one. Later. Peace.